Hey there, listener. This is Evan coming to you from the editing chair. I just wanted to warn you beforehand that this episode is incredibly sexually graphic and, I'll be honest, downright disgusting. If you're faint of heart or weak of stomach, probably skip this episode. But if you're willing to give it a go, let's jump in. Hello and welcome to Unstable Universes, the podcast where we ruin two of your favorite fandoms at once. I'm Evan Rell. I'm Alana Hopper. And today, I'm... Special guest. I'm so excited to say we have a guest, and I forgot to ask how to pronounce his last name. It's Alex Hinziak. That's it. Hinziak. Hi, Alex. That was that was really close. So, yeah. Hi, guys. I'm. I. You know. Yeah. This is a big thrill for me. Gone. Long time listener, first time caller. When I was growing up in the '80s, you know, Unstable Universe was what got me through high school. I don't and... believe you. Ouch. <laughs> Alex is the host of the Comics Dash podcast. Yeah, Comics Dash podcast, uh, where they rarely talk about comics. Mm-hmm. They mostly talk about Taylor Swift. Mostly Taylor Swift. Yeah, it's it's mostly. I mean, there's comics, but a lot of them aren't very good. So we just talk about Taylor Swift, who and, is very good, very good. Uh, listen to her new song; she's really doing quite well. And she has another song other than "Look What You Made Me Do," right? Yeah, but yeah. see, "Look What You Made Me Do" it's like her angsty phase, but it's like normally the angsty phase comes first, but she's doing it second. So I, you right. know, it's yeah. good stuff. Uh, they actually had to give "Right Said Fred" like the "I'm Too Sexy" people writing credit. Really? Yeah, it's actually like they're getting royalties. That's crazy. It's insane. Right. That's stupid. But yeah, uh, comic, at Comics Podcast on Twitter. Just a shameless plug there. Of course, please. That's what you're here for. Please yeah. plug yourself <laughs> all please you want. Please exploit our very few listeners. <laughs> okay, well. Should we explain what our podcast is? Yes, I believe we should. Okay, well what we do is we take our random tandem fandom generator. We generate two fandoms and a tag. So last week's... Two fandoms and tag were... Well, I cheated and made the first one Alana (laughs) Hopper. The second one was The Muppets. And our tag was romantic comedy. Mine's more of a raunchy comedy. I didn't even know there was comedy. This is news to me. You just thought it was a romance. I just thought it was a romance and I kind of... Okay. Huh. It's Does okay. that mean yours isn't funny? I, well, I assume it's going to be funny anyway. Dear viewer, we'll find out, I guess. <laughs> yes. Don't worry, we'll get there soon. And we have a special write-in this week as well. That's true. We have a guest and a fan submission. This is going to be a long episode, guys. Yep, sorry. Strap in. Buckle up. <laughs> All right. Who's reading first? Alex is reading first. Alex is reading Alex first. Alex is reading mine Do we generate first. last? Yeah, we generate oh, okay, last. okay, cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado. Yeah, so Alex is reading my... Fick. Titled? Fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I didn't do one of those. Yeah, we yeah. never do titles you, in advance. You never plan the titles. Those are always spur of the moment, which make them a lot worse, usually. Yeah. My title is 51st Meeps. <laughs> that sounds very raunchy. It has nothing to do with 51st Dates at all. <laughs> but, yeah, 51st Meeps. Okay. All right, without further ado, let's go. (laughs) Please, yeah, whenever you're ready. Thank you for agreeing to speak with me, Dr. Honeydew. I know you must be busy with the release coming up so soon, Alana said, a voice recorder at the ready. Oh, well, yes, quite busy, actually. So you'll actually be speaking to my assistant this afternoon, the melon-headed scientist replied, shuffling away. He's ready and waiting for you in the break room. Disappointed, but not overly surprised, the young, sweaty, half-Filipino journalist... (laughs) made her way through Muppet Labs and found the break room shortly. 
That's true, I am very sweaty. <laughs> I know. I forgot to mention that last episode that I'm like a disgustingly sweaty person. It's true. I'm sure everyone that wrote knew that though. Probably. Did you know that, Alex? I mean, I'm learning a lot so far on this show. This is very <laughs> exciting. Um, she fumbled with her voice recorder, trying to turn it back on, as she stepped into the small, poorly lit kitchenette. Hi there. Thanks for giving me a couple minutes of your time, she said, finally managing to get the small device recording again. She looked up to see the Muppet she was supposed to interview, and she stopped dead in her tracks. He sat at the small round table, looking up at her with big, round, bulging eyes. A shock of bright orange hair sat crazed on top of his narrow head. His mouth was agape and unmoving. The orange tint of his flawless felt skin seemed to glow in the dank fluorescent light, like a leftover glow stick on the dance floor of a rave the next morning. Ooh, that's sad. He was the most gorgeous man Alana had ever seen. <laughs> Doesn't he just sound perfect for you? Okay, I have a question. Is he supposed to be a minnow or like a person? Is he a man or is he a Muppet? Was his mom a minnow and his dad I call a him a Muppet the whole thick. Oh, okay. I don't know if, well, I mean, in, in the Muppet movie, sorry, just a bit of a sidetrack here. Of course. There was a song called Man or a Muppet where Jason Segel and uh, Walter the Muppet, they sort of had this, this, this moment where they're like, That's am true. I a man or a Muppet? And it's very powerful the way it ends and... Um, you know, I think that... Check that out. I would like to say that I incorporated that sort of gravitas <laughs> to my fic, but I sure as shit didn't. <laughs> I don't know, judging by your next sentence. <clears throat> I'm Alana Hopper with the Toronto Sun, she stammered, barely managing to contain her drool. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just have no. a few questions about the release of Muppet Lab's new product, the Gorilla Detector. Uh, doctor, uh, sorry... I didn't catch your name. Meep. The Muppet replied. <laughs> His squeaky voice was intoxicating to Lana's ears. She wasn't sure she'd make it through the interview, judging by how absolutely love drunk she was on, his or on this orange stud. Okay, Mr. Beaker. Nice to meet you, too. She twirled her hair between her fingers. Well, if you don't mind, how about we begin? She walked out of Muppet Labs, her knees still weak. As soon as she was out the front doors. She took out her phone out of her pocket and dialed her best friend and confidant, Even. Hey! <laughs> Which Muppet is that? Even was the best Muppet, and he picked up after a single ring. He was never doing anything important. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Even, I just met this new guy. I think he's the one. Oh, really? What about the last guy? I thought all was going well with him. Even replied, Luke? He decided he loved improv more than me and got engaged with his late night talk show. She replied as she hopped on a streetcar. <laughs> Shout out to anyone named Luke listening. Um, yeah, I don't know who that is. Whoever that is. So tell me about him. Where did you meet Mr. Perfect? I met him through work, you know. That Muppet Labs interview I had, he gave me his number. In case I had any follow-up questions. Number? No. Do you think it's too soon to call him? Well, I feel attacked. I just joined the show. <laughs> you gotta be consistent with your accent. It's true. Alan heard Evan through the phone. Oh, please go for it. What's the worst that can happen? I guess you're right. I'm going to go for it, she re responded confidently. I'll talk to you later. She hung up slowly and began to dial the newest number saved in her phone. Sweat beaded at her forehead as it rang once, twice, three times. Then the sound of the other end picking up. Alana's voice caught in her throat, and for a moment, there was silence. Beep! <laughs> Came a confused voice from the speaker. The now familiar voice soothed her anxiety and gave her courage to speak. Beaker, it's Alana, from the interview. What are you doing tonight? 
The restaurant Beaker had chosen was far nicer than any place Alana had been on at previous dates. The Beaker was small and swanky. When she arrived, he was waiting for her at the table near the front window. A glass of wine poured for each of them. He got up and pulled it out the chair for her, gesturing to it with a soft meep. I have a question. Uh-huh. How's Beaker going to drink the wine? Meep. <laughs> that is a good point. Okay. You got wow. me there. Ooh. You got me there. Don't worry. It doesn't get that far. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you, Beaker. Such a gentleman. And Strawberry Girls Night Out? How did you know that was my favorite? <laughs> Strawberry Girls Night Out. I know. That's why I put it in. She was impressed with just how suave he was. As enamored as she had become on their first meeting, she never imagined he could actually be this amazing. The Muppet sat down across from her and picked up his wine glass, tilting in her direction. Meep! Of course, I never turned down a toast, Alanda said, picking up her own. They clinked glasses and each took a drink. Alanda took her time, scanning the menu. But when she glanced up, she noticed Beaker was looking at her adoringly. So, do you know what you want? She asked, trying to hide her blushing cheeks behind the menu. Meep, meep, came the short (laughs) reply from across the table. She felt a fabric hand brush her own softly. Beaker got up once again, taking her hand in his. He led her away from the dining room, back toward the kitchen. Alana's heart raced as she followed behind the confident Muppet. I don't think we're supposed to go back here, Beaker, she whispered. Meep, he whispered back. The Muppet led the girl deeper into the restaurant and into the bustling kitchen. He tried to pull her further, but stopped in awe. Time seemed slow as she noticed the Muppet. That must be the head chef. His mustache and eyebrows rippled in the steam coming off boiling soup. He bent to take a sip from his ladle. The Muppet's lips were so voluptuous and perfect. She imagined the tender kiss they would share. (laughs) No. And with that, she pulled her hand away from Beaker's. Beaker, it's over. Oh. I found someone new. Elena said in an infatuated daze. She slowly drifted in the chef's direction. He finally noticed her in return. She was intoxicated with the very idea of him, and she felt an awakening in the pit of her belly. Bork, bork, the, she- the chef said. <laughs> I love you too. The end. The end. That characterization for me wow. at the end was so accurate. <laughs> You gotta switch from those Tinder boys real quick. Oh my god, I, I'm I'm just so taken aback by how you, you use the Muppet language to... Wow. Yeah. Bork, that bork. bork bork at the end. Bork bork. It got me. I felt it. In the pit of your stomach? Yeah, it's like the end of When Harry Met Sally. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, it's a good movie. I'll have a cheese having. That's all I know. Bork bork, wow. That's, bork bork. I, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to clap, even though I've listened to every episode, so I know that you don't really clap, so... That was, that was See, I brilliant. told you journalism students want to clap at everything. <laughs> I told you this morning. It's true. You didn't tell me that. It's true. I told him that every time we do anything in class, everyone always wants to clap. Well, it's, you know, we're not going to find jobs, so we would like to get as positive <laughs> as we can. Yeah, we so. need some kind of pick-me-up. That was... What's next? 50 First Meeps. 50 First Meeps. 50 First Meeps. I love that. Wow. So now, I believe it's Alana's turn to read Alex's fic. Yes, oh, that's correct. Okay, what's the title of this? So, the, the title of this is The Neon Demon. Ooh. Oh. Directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. The only director I know. That was not a good movie. That's not true. You've seen a lot of Star Wars movies. Shit. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Okay, so this is The Neon Demon. That's actually by a movie. Alex. <laughs> it is. Yep. Yeah. The Neon Demons. Oh, The oh. Neon Demons. Yeah, it's more than one. Okay. Yeah. This the Neon Demons by Alex. Fozzie Bear sat at the dimly lit bar. 
his brown furry paws clenched and sweating as he glanced around his surroundings nervously. It was 4 a.m. and the other patrons had long since gone home. Not that the bar had many patrons to begin with. No one came to comedy bars anymore. The only light came from an old novelty ceiling lamp that was shaped like an animatronic frog. The lamp gave off a neon glow that dim, as it was, seemed to envelop the room. As if someone decided to make high-budget Blade Runner sequels starring Ryan Gosling. In brackets, author shudders. <laughs> so, the movie was pretty okay. I don't know. It's, it's the idea. The concept? Yeah. Too much neon. I don't know. There was a lot of neon. I like neon. You don't like neon? Mm, I don't know. I like neon cat more, so... Stop. Okay. Is this what his life had become? Frequenting random bars in the dead of night in hopes of reclaiming the love he once took for granted? Fozzie sighed and let out a dejected, Waka waka. He was ready to go home. But just as he was turning to get up, a figure emerged from the darkness. He couldn't see here very well due to the fact that things were all neon-y, and the fact that he was wearing a Darth Vader helmet on his head. <laughs> that sounds like something Alex would write. Yep, yep. As Fozzie took off the helmet, he got a good look at her. A female figure walking across the peanut shell-stricken floor. You know, whispered the female's voice mysteriously, I really hate ketchup. <laughs> Oh, this characterization is so rich. It is. Who could it be? That's honestly my entire personality. That though. is how you introduced yourself to me. You know I hate ketchup. <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> the hair on Fozzie's neck pricked up and his mouth got dry, even for a Muppet. Waka waka, he began. But for some reason, he couldn't. Why don't you wear shoes, Fozzie? Fozzie paused for a moment and smiled. Why should I? I'd still have bare feet. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Ah. At the sound of Fozzie's brilliant punchline, the woman tackled the big bear, and the two began making the out. (laughs) 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 You know, Fozzie said in between kisses, a guy once asked me if I had taken a bath lately, and I replied, why, is there one missing? The kisses continued passionately as the woman said, I want to fuck a Muppet. (laughs) Waka. Waka. Fozzie's hilarious catchphrase was cut short by a knife sliding into his furry chest. The neon frog light began to pulse and then quickly went out. Jason Siegel was having a great day. After all, he was happily married to the love of his life, Amy Adams, and his best friend Walter was living it up as a member of the world-famous Muppets. He walked into Muppet Studios and ran into Stadler and Waldorf. The two most famous cranky men in the world. Go fuck yourself, chimed Waldorf. <laughs> Laughed Stadler. Aha, you guys, chortled Jason, are so hurtful, he finished as he walked inside the big brass doors that led to the famous stage. When he entered the doors, he was horrified. The entire Muppet cast lay throughout the theater. No! screamed Jason. Why? He ran out of the room and never came back. Oh, okay then, chirped Kermit, dressed in booty shorts and standing center stage. Let's take it from the top. Gonzo and Miss Piggy ran on stage, also dressed in their booty shorts, and sporting a tattoo of Britney Spears eating a pickle. In fact, the whole Muppet cast was adorned in booty shorts and pickle Spears tattoos. (laughs) 
As they twerked around, a box in the middle of the stage. From the box came Fozzie Barr and a woman from the bar. <laughs> and with them, lyrics of pure love. Lyrics that had the ability to end all wars and transcend all national borders. I wanna fuck a Muppet! Rang out in 35-part harmony, and every man, woman, and child in the world cried tears of joy. That, kids, is a story of Christmas. Alana Hopper, Guelph Humber News. <laughs> Wait, who killed Fozzie? <laughs> Alana killed Fozzie, I think. Alana killed Fozzie? Can't, he's stuffed, he can't die. Who stabbed Fozzie? Find out next week. I'm so confused. <laughs> The transition from the stabbing to Jason the studios, yeah. Well, that's just how you write. This was <laughs> your story. <laughs> you wrote for Guelph <laughs> News. They say you don't learn anything from the news. I know. But I haven't learned anything from the news. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? My fic changes a lot. Totally. It does. In the last like forty it minutes. It does. And um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's almost like you did this in two writing sessions. Yeah, that was my mistake. <laughs> you gotta sit down and bang it out. Speaking of banging it out, let's do your fic. Yeah, let's <laughs> do my fic. <laughs> Alana, what is this fic called? This fic is titled The Rebound. Ooh. I mean, this is yours about yourself, so... Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm and I must say, this is pretty gross. This I'm is, sorry. This is the most pure, from-the-heart <laughs> piece of writing Alana will ever do. Don't say that, because people are going to think I'm fucked up. You are fucked up. You work, you work for the Toronto Sun. Come on. <laughs> wait, wait. I need to apologize to everyone <laughs> Okay. All right. Give us your apology. Yeah. Everyone, I am so sorry for what you're about to hear. I truly didn't want this to happen, but it was 2 a.m. last night. I wanted to finish this, and I was only at, like, 600 words. <laughs> so... I just read a sentence and gagged. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. Don't ever think any less of me. And I was thinking about this. Don't ever show people this as the first episode. With no further ado, I forgot what yep. you called this. The Rebound. The Rebound. All right. The rebound by Alana. She's covering her face in shame. And I'm so ashamed. Alana Hopper walked into the felted frog. Muppets gathered in small groups along the edges of the exclusive nightclub. At the center was a large stage where scantily clad giraffes and gazelles danced on poles. It was Exotics Night. Around the stage, Muppets grinded to the raging techno music. It smelled like felt-on-felt felt action. Alana began to sweat profusely. Her boyfriend at the time, a large hulking gorilla, was the reason she was here. Bodies pushed her back and forth as her eyes scanned the crowd looking for her big blue man. Unfortunately, he was easy to spot. Alana's buff gorilla boyfriend had pushed his way on stage and was now grinding against one of the giraffes their mouths locked together in a sloppy kiss. Passion and anger overtook Alana as she jumped on stage and swung at the burly man. Harambe, I'm going to kill you, she screamed. Her fists swung expertly, beating against his boyfriend's chest <laughs> with the strength and accuracy of someone with their black belt in Taekwondo. 
Hey, bitch, leave my boyfriend alone, the giraffe yelled, grabbing the nearest drink and pouring it over Alana's head. The grasshopper stained her skin and dress a sickly green. Girlfriend? Alana asked Harambe, her eyes filling with tears. I thought you loved me. He simply shrugged and stuck his felt tongue back in the giraffe's mouth. Alana paused for a moment, watching the couple make out, but she was quickly grossed out by the length and blueness of the giraffe girl's tongue. It looked like an alien slug trying to slide down an unknowing victim's throat so it could use the body as a host to take over the world. <laughs> Plus the grasshopper was beginning to dry and Alana didn't want her dress to be ruined. She walked out of the club in the fresh autumn air helped calm Alana's burning rage. But without the distraction of moving bodies and the banging of the music, she felt a wave of sadness wash over her. A sob burst from her lips as tears began to fall. This is sad, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Alana leaned her body against the red brick of the nightclub and sank herself down to, to the pavement. On the dirty floor, stained green by the draft's drink and sobbing, Alana felt like giving up hope. Thoughts of stepping forward toward traffic filled her brain. <laughs> Whoa! But before she could stand up, a small green Muppet sat down next to her. It ain't easy being green. <laughs> he said, I'll give you a ride home. I'm a certified Uber driver. I hope you don't mind Uber pool, though. I do still need to make a living. Alana nodded and got into the amphibian's car. She sat waiting as the Uber driver went out in search of his other passengers. Alex, are you doing okay? No. Alex, do you need me to stop? No, 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 keep do you going. need to leave? I'm good, go. Tears stopped falling from her eyes, and Alana took the time to pull herself together. The car door next to her opened, startling her. It revealed an extremely handsome Muppet. He was a gingery brunette with piercing black eyes. He had a brown hat and a cravat that looked like it was ripped from a picnic blanket. He was the best-dressed Muppet she had ever seen. She scooted her butt to the other side of the car to make room for him, and he settled down next to her. They were so close she could feel his warmth, and the smell of his fur filled the car. It reminded her of childhood camping trips up in northern New York State. Somewhere over the rainbow began playing on the radio, but it was a cover done by the Uber driver, probably recorded in his bathroom. <laughs> Alana and the handsome man looked at each other, both making small faces at the radio and smiling. So where are you headed to, miss? The driving frog asked. She'll be heading to my house, said the handsome Muppet. I mean, if that's okay to her. See, I realized that was kind of creepy for someone to say, so I did the... If you're okay <laughs> with that! If you want to. If you want to. Yeah, yeah no right, whatever. Both animals turned to look at Alana now. They patiently awaited her answer as the gears turned in her head. She could go home with this random man who could be a bloodthirsty beast, or she could go home, drink tequila, and cry. It was obvious to her which was more appealing. She nodded. I'd like to go to this handsome boy's house, please. <laughs> the handsome Muppet smiled and reached for Alana's clammy hand. While the frog rolled his eyes, muttering whore under his breath. <laughs> Alana ignored it because she knew she was indeed a whore. <gasps> his apartment was larger than most. She could tell he was swanky shit by the fireplace in his bathroom. <laughs> I'm Fozzie, by the way. I guess we never got a chance to introduce ourselves. Ha ha ha. Laughed Fozzie Bear. 
The throaty chuckled. Wait, no. <laughs> the throaty chucked. <laughs> Made Alana's knees weak. Her arms felt heavy. She almost wished she were at home eating her mom's spaghetti. Waka waka, he whispered seductively. His fur brushed Alana's earlobe, and she felt herself. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to end the podcast. <laughs> it's way worse. Alana turned so that her lips could meet where his would have been if he had lips. <laughs> and they locked in an erotic kiss. She moaned into his oversized mouth. Fozzie pushed her against a wall with both soft felt hands and held her there. Just looking at how beautiful she was in light of the rising sun. You can't compliment yourself like that. Why not? Okay. I also called myself a whore. I can't do all this bashing of myself. I bashed myself. You did bash yourself. Please. The word was just a breathy whisper from Alana's plump lips. <laughs> but it was enough to make Fozzie lose control. His animal instinct took over as he slung her over his shoulder and made his way to the bedroom. He threw her down on the bed unceremoniously and started to undo his cravat. <laughs> Elena watched in pure horniness. She loved the way his fur looked like fried chicken if you didn't fully focus on it. The cravat dropped to the floor, and so did Elena's dress. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen, said Fozzie, as he pulled out his large Elena grabbed it, a little thrown off by how soft and flexible the felt was. But stuffing was quickly flowing making it more and more firm. <laughs> Fozzie Bear thrusted forward against Alana's I don't know if I can do this. It gets way worse. I'm gonna cry. Oh my god, there's still like a page left. Yeah, it gets way worse. Allowing the to the felt sucked all the moisture out of make difficult. The sexy bear seemed to be enjoying it anyway. His mouth dropped open in ecstasy. Waka 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 came his moans, each one louder than the last. Just when Alana thought Fosse would be he stepped back and pulled Alana up for a kiss. They both lay down in bed, their kiss never ending. It's such a lengthy boy. I don't know if it will fit, whispered Alana. And even if it did, your felt will absorb all the moisture. Fuzzy looked surprised at this. Alana, I'm not gonna f you without a Imagine trying to get all that out of your Come on, I care about you. Tears began to fill her eyes again. Harambe had never cared about her comfort. She pulled Fozzie in even closer, hiding her face in his neck and slowly <laughs> herself onto his <laughs> covered <laughs> You had fun picking these metaphors. I did. They both moaned once he was fully <laughs> in her. <laughs> Alana moved vigorously, <laughs> him as if he were a <laughs> Muppet. And Fozzie held her close, soaking up the sweat as it dripped down her back. <laughs> His waka waka moans began again, and Alana knew he was getting close. She 
even more using the muscles that biking to and from school for the past month had given her. <laughs> Did this happen? Fozzie let out a loud animalistic waka in deep. He and Elena collapsed onto her back, worn out by se the several minutes of physical exercise. Oh, I'm not done with you yet, murmured as he crept down so his face was with her. Alana was so lost in ecstasy the entire time that she failed to notice the blinking red light in the corner of the room. From a room on the upper floor, Waldorf and Stadler watched the live feed from their television screen. Ha ha ha, he calls that stamina, Waldorf laughed. Maybe this guy is funny after all, Stadler chuckled. <laughs> I think I'm going to cut all of that. Okay. Wow. So, our last fic of the day... Uh, was a fan submission by not only Anthony Bourdain making his return, but also he had a he had a co-author this time. Oh, he did. He did. He had uh, Jamie Oliver actually wow. came and helped him write this uh, fiction. Um, does this one have a title? Like, does the I? Uh, it just says "fuck off." Okay. So... I guess that's the title. They told me that they included a title, so that must be it. It's Fuck Off, A Tragedy <clears throat> by Anthony Bourdain and Jamie Oliver. The sun rose over the dusty hill at the pickle farm. Wild winds swirled about, arousing the stalks of pickle. Farmer Alana walked onto the scene, her special snack in hand. <laughs> Fuck yeah, bud, said Alana. Time to separate the wheat from the chaff. That's not something Alana would say. She doesn't know what chaff is. What is chaff? I don't know. Something you separate from wheat? But if oh. You... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a farmer. Wow. Alana perused the aisles of sensuality, feeling the ribbed texture of each pickle with exciting bumps, letting loose groans of ecstasy as she walked. Oh, my. <laughs> Amidst the howls, she couldn't help but feel incomplete. <laughs> and like she needs a man. Or something. Or something. I hope I don't fuck a pickle. <laughs> Suddenly, a small, meek noise emerged from the bush. Alana took a momentary pause from her hourly routine and peered into the mysterious bushes. Meep! Said the tall, strange-looking thing. Another beaker thing. It stood, peering back at Alana, eyes wide and hair as orange as an orange. <laughs> Alana glanced back to her pickle stalks, then back at the bewildering creature. The creature quickly, and seemingly accidentally, lit its own hair on fire. Meep! It cried. It's a lot of things. It's a lot of ease. Cried at it in pain. Alana sprung into action, grabbing some nearby pickle brine to douse the spreading flames. You know what they say, chuckled Alana. A brine in time saves nine. What? <laughs> what is I don't think anyone's ever said that. Anthony needs help. <laughs> he needs help. And Jamie is not helping. <laughs> no. Jamie's, thought... Jamie's enabling. Yeah. This makes even less sense than the last one. The last one had a bit of a storyline. Oh, just wait. Just wait. Just okay, wait. Yeah. I'm sure it's yeah. coming. The creature right. stared at her, somehow seeming both less intelligent than her, and also judging her joke at the same time. Meep, meep, said the creature. Alana laughed at the silly creature, feeling something she hadn't felt in quite some time. They slowly held hands and began to walk through the pickle stalks merrily. I am Alana, said Alana. <laughs> meep, said Beaker. His name was Beaker, by the way. Beaker is a nice name, said Alana, somehow understanding the single word language he spoke. Beaker smiled pleasantly, but his ears perked up as he began to look around excitedly. Alana strained her ears to hear a faint drumming in the distance. She saw something kicking up dust and plowing through her pickle field straight towards them. And it sure wasn't a metrosexual named Luke Bryan. 
Animal! Screamed the furry fury. Ooh, that's good. Right? A set of pristine red drums dropped from the sky in front of the hulking beast. He blinked very expressively and began to go batshit crazy on the drums as a sign of dominance. Ooh, said Elena. I love a guy who knows how to beat his own stuff. Meep! Beaker growled jealously. His eyes narrowed in rage. Animal growled back, his eyes widened in excitement. Alana glanced at her special slack. I like both of ya, said Pickle Farmer Alana. And there's only one way to settle this. Beaker and Animal glanced at each other, knowing exactly what was coming next. This wasn't the first time they shared a romantic interest. Does it get bad? Maybe. <laughs> Y'all need to prove to me, her accent's different, <laughs> who the greater love would be. It's time for a fuck-off. Oh, no! oh, God. Oh, God. Beaker and Animal quickly leaped into the air. Both of their backsides aimed for a pickle stock. They landed on two particularly girthy pickles. The ribs and bumps cascading into them. I don't like this. I don't like this either. I don't like any of it. I don't like this episode. Meep! Cried out Beaker in pure joy and pleasure. 25% of your daily sodium intake, cried Animal in ecstasy as he writhed on the stock. Now that's what I call a special snack, said Alana, raising her eyebrows twice. Please tell me that's the end. This continued for an awkwardly long amount of time. Around 20 minutes of childhood ruining pickle porn. Better hurry it up, fellas, said Alana. I need to check back on the rest of my pickles soon and give them the attention they deserve. In the midst of their writing, Animal and Beaker caught each other's glances. Time seemed to slow down. As each of them bounced up and down, they held each other's gaze, question mark, as they reached to the point of no return. Meep! Drum! <laughs> the pair held hands and cuddled to the shock and horror of a pickleless and muppetless Alana. She clenched her fists in rage as she started to feel raindrops on her face. A large storm settled on the home of the range, on the range as it fucked shit up. Despite all the shit being fucked up, no shit was quite as fucked up as the post-pickle-fucking lovemaking between two of my childhood favorite characters. A tornado touched down and Alana watched the wind begin to rip her pickle farm to shreds. Mm. Every ounce of her once pleasurable life had been robbed from her. And not even by some guy named Rob. I want to fuck a Muppet, she murmured in agony. The end. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, so I never actually fucked one? No, you they just, fucked each other. You just watched and yeah. They fuck pickles, I think. Yeah. Okay. The big, the girthy pickle stops. They fuck pickles and then they decided okay. they loved each other. I don't think that romance. Let's break. Take not again. I think I'm the only one that had romance. Mine was kind of romantic. But you know, it's erotica, not romance, though, right? It was romantic erotica. Mm. I think it can be argued. I thought it was like a... I don't know why I thought it was. Wow. What this, was yours? Was yours a romance? I, it, it was a, It was part romance, but then you get stabbed, and there's a dance number for some reason. I don't know. I feel like I really stuck to the rom-com Yeah, you did. All. You did. And mine was the least gross. That's true. I mean, mine wasn't yours gross. Yours was wasn't gross. It just wasn't It did have someone get stabbed, though. I think mine was the most gross. Yours is easily the most gross. <laughs> but, okay, reading Anthony Bourdain's and uh, Jamie Oliver's made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, at times it was it was very more uncomfortable yeah. than mine. Well, I didn't read yours, so uh, okay, I'll tell you what right. it was very uncomfortable. Yeah, I think I had about four panic attacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really uncomfortable for me to hear red as well. 
so just as a guest on this show, like this is this is the this is what they put into the show. They feel very uncomfortable, so you guys get a good fan fiction product. I feel like they're gonna feel really uncomfortable with this. I feel like you possible. either know Alana and you get real uncomfortable, or you don't know Alana and you're like, why are these people doing this? <laughs> <laughs> you just get confused and upset. <laughs> confused and upset too i don't know if i want this to air you wrote the worst part wow all right well let's please move on to random random randoms <laughs> so alex oh. i know you listen but for any new listeners mm-hmm. what we have is our generator our random tandem fandom generator and what that does is it gives us two random fandoms and a tag so, Alex, as our guest, oh man, I want you to hit that button. I mean, Can you do that for me? Yeah, this this has been an experience. Drum so far. roll, please. Ooh. Whoa. Okay. Hmm. So, our main fandom is Back to the Future. Our supported fandom is the Colbert Report. Now, since next episode is going to be the Halloween special, the tag is not going to be random. It's going to be. Horror-based. That's just the general general genre we're going for, I guess. Just horror. Would you like to give us any specific genre of horror? Um, We'll let you do that. I mean, this isn't a a genre, but I like spooky things. Okay. So so not your, like, slasher. No. You want want spooky scaries? I want spooky scary. Okay. Throw in a skeleton or two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I I I can can do do that. that. I can definitely do that. So we have Back to the Future, Colbert Rapport... And spooky. and spooky, scary. Okay, well, what wow. do we know about Back to the Future? Alex, do you know anything? I mean, there's there's too too many movies. That's true. But yeah, it's it's. It, I think time travel is a great way to you know, really would work well in this. It's basically, yeah. you get you get a uh, what's his name? Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Yeah, Marty. Yeah, you, you get Marty. Have him do something. I had such a crush on him when I was young. How could you not? Like young yeah. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Him oh playing that guitar, little Johnny Man. Be Good. Ooh, Jeez. baby. Jeez. He's such a rebel. But yeah, so Back to the Future, the right. tale of a, of a teen mm-hmm. who goes back in time and uh, interrupts the meet-cute of his parents. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't exactly cute. It's... Uh, his dad peeping on his mom, yeah. and then he falls out of the tree. Yeah, there's there's a lot of moments that are like kind of creepy and almost incestuous. And then his so. mom tries to sleep with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then, there's a lot of weird stuff. So he has to hook his parents up at the like prom, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, so that he can exist. So it's I mean it's pretty it's pretty much like a romance story, but it's like a weird romance. story. It's pretty yeah. weird. Yeah. And then in the second one, it's, it's, they go to the future. Yep. And, and he has to save his kid from some bullshit. Yeah, and, and, it, and it's like the Donald Trump sort of future. Yeah, and then he has to go all the way back to the 50s again. Mm-hmm. He accidentally leaves a 2015 sports almanac with Biff, mm-hmm. the bully. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he goes back to 1985 and everything's different because Biff has the future sports stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stats. So he he knows how to place bets, so he gets rich. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a whole big clusterfuck. I don't like the second one; it's way too long. And the third one's just a western. Third one's just a western. Yeah. For better, for worse, it's there's a time tra- traveling train, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. I barely remember the third one, to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty much just a western. Hmm. And then Colbert Report. 
I have never seen the Colbert Report. I know his name's Stephen. So Stephen Colbert, Colbert. Mm -hmm. he's doing a character named Stephen Colbert, who's like a right-wing news journalist, I guess. Uh, So they're satirizing right-wing political news by embracing a lot of how that, like, news system works. So they're essentially making fun of Fox News by being in a more exaggerated version of Fox News. Yeah. Huh. Except, of it's course... It's like a parody of right-wing news yeah. media. So, of course, now Colbert Report doesn't exist anymore. He's on one of the late-night shows. But, yeah. So Colbert Report, you gotta introduce, introduce uh, right-wing political So journalist. this is gonna be a political spooky. Ooh, a political I like thriller. That. I like that. With time travel, probably. Yeah. Political thriller, like Princess Diaries and The Crown. Yes, as we determined <laughs> last episode, Princess Diaries okay. is a political thriller. It is. Um, yeah, and then spooky scary. Yeah. You know. Skeletons, bats, witches. Things you know, that go bump in the night. Clues, yeah. yeah. Just Scooby-Doo. Basically. Boogeyman. Yeah. If it's in Scooby-Doo, it's fair game. Mm. Yeah? That's usually just people, though. Oh my gosh. Sim- if it's in... S- simple plans in Scooby-Doo, so... Okay. That's fair game. Swamp mm-hmm. Thing? Is in Scooby Doo? Yeah. Scrappy Doo is terrifying. Oh. Oh man. That's more that's more body horror. <laughs> that is more body horror. <laughs> Let's not do body horror. No. Yeah. I need a wholesome episode after yeah. this one. Spooky. Yeah. So I think I think I think all, all the listeners and everyone involved needs needs a nice wholesome episode. Alright. Yeah. So we're looking at Back to the Future, Colbert, Spooky Scary next week for a Halloween special. Alex Thank you for coming and doing this. I'm sorry we had to put you through this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry it was this one. It was my pleasure to be here. Lots of fun. Uh, if I'm ever back on the show, I'll definitely format it correctly. So, And hopefully not have to go through that again. But, <laughs> I'm you so know, sorry. I can promise you we will never do anything sexual on this show. <laughs> If I have anything to say about it. Yeah, I don't want to write sexual things anymore. I got it out of my system. It's done. It's over with. It's like a rehab. It's good. Yeah. I need to get it out there. (laughs) And it's going to be out there. Maybe. We'll see. We'll (laughs) see how much I censor. I think you should censor a lot. I will. (laughs) Good. Alex, do you have anything that you want to plug? Just check out the Comics Dash podcast. Uh, It's on iTunes. We're on Podiant. Um, Thanks to to Evan who actually shot us that idea. Because... It's like, hey, the Diet lets you have podcasts, but you don't have to pay for it, so that's kind of nice. And uh, yeah, just at Comics Podcast on Twitter, and um, yeah, be good to each other. Uh, come back next week and uh, fan fiction it up. Excellent. What a great outro compared to every outro we've ever done. Yeah. Oh, Anna, do you have anything to plug? Uh, no. Please come back and listen next week. I understand if you don't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Evan Rowell. And I've been Alana Hopper. Thanks for listening.